Welcome to The Engaging Life, a podcast about using engagement equity to improve your relationship building skills in your personal and professional life. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Suba and Angela Cheney. Okay, Angela, what's up? What's up with you, Brandon? It's oh. a beautiful day out there, and I say that in no sincerity whatsoever. <laughs> it kind of felt insincere, too. It was quite. Uh, just the generic, right? Oh, mm-hmm. what a beautiful day. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Nope. It's, it's really not. Outside, it's not. In here, it is. It is. Uh-huh. It's always a gorgeous day when we're on the mic, right? Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to be recording with you today, and uh, we're going to take on... Oh, I got to tell you this. I-, I meant to tell you this. So I was listening to another podcast, a sales one. I couldn't even tell you what it was. I just searched sales podcast and the guy has guests on and I've never heard a shorter intro in my life. He's like, Hey, I'm Brandon. So Angela, let's dig into your book. Oh and it boy. Was, yeah. I mean, it was boom. So I just, I don't want us to be that as I, as I'm like, Hey, let's just jump right into it today. Well, you know, that's all I had. That's, you know, <laughs> just so you all know, uh, we're in top form today. We really uh, are. It's between the the weather and I just I just finished traveling mm-hmm. a little bit, so I still probably have that lag. It's also yes. Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo mm-hmm. when we're recording this. So you are not. It's not Cinco de Mayo when you listen to this. Probably no. It will not be. No. It will not. You be. got some good plans. Um, no, I have no plans, <gasps> which to me is with, well, I, uh, my daughter has stepperettes tonight ah. and our friends are enrolled in the same class and they have some stuff going on for business. So we get to, I get to take the two girls oh, uh, to stepperettes, nice. which is baton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll sit there for 30 minutes and while I do some work and call it good. Take your flask. You're going to say laptop. I'll, I'll take my laptop. Uh, well, well, I guess, yes. We'll so my daughter... Got her first job. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it happens to be at a very good restaurant that is having a Cinco de Mayo special. So for the first time, I get to go in and embarrass my daughter at her first job. Oh, Proud mom go moment. Well, you could if you weren't stepperetting it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. No, the, the duties of a mom. No, mom, dad. The duties <laughs> of a dad, is that like cat daughter, dog? I think. Is that dad, daughter? Sure. Sure. That's what they, they call it because I have all girls. Wasn't that a cartoon cat dog? Was oh it, my gosh, it was. Was it cat dog or dog cat? It was cat dog. It was Nickelodeon where a dog and a cat were together. Right. They didn't have a butt, but they were together. I know. What was What was the setup for that? Does it matter? If you go back and look at Nickelodeon cartoons, like the ones I we we grew up on, yeah, none of them made sense. None. Of, it, it's amazing, actually, what they got away with. In yeah. Cartoons yeah. Cat dog. Then. Anyway, now on Netflix, they're all pretty, pretty mild. Yeah, it makes sense. Mom, dad, cat, dog, whatever. <laughs> all right, so, okay. So now we can. Now that we've had the banter, sure, right, right. now we'll get to the topic today. You know, in the networking world, I would hear some amazing um, testimonials, but one that I would hear personal testimonial is, "I my business would have not survived if I didn't join this group." And I've I've also had people, my mentor is the reason I am still in business today. Sure. Right. We hear these things all the time. And what bothers me about that is I feel that statement is taking one thing, one thing, and it's even an external, right? Mm -hmm. One thing. And that completely changed my business. I know the personal networking world very, very well. 
And I promise you, a group that you join, no matter how big it is, will not save a sinking business single-handedly. Right. Like, it just, it doesn't. It can't. Happen. No, it can't. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Because, unfortunately, if, if you're relying on that source, that one source, eventually it will dry up or disappear or you know, mm -hmm. fill in the blank, whatever we'll do there. Also, you know what it is. And I know this is your show to run, but oh, no, no, I can't no, no. keep my mouth shut. Uh, Two things I think are going on there. I know we're going to get into it more, but I got a horn in. Jump in. I think some people like to say things like that because it looks like humbleness. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it wasn't me. It was, you know, such and such, uh, which which is fine. Um, saying that it wasn't all you, that you got some help along the way is absolutely valid and true. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's one reason why people do it. The other is, are you familiar with internal versus external locus of control? No. Okay. It's psychology term. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So most people have either an internal or an external locus of control. And an external locus of control is saying, I've got no control over everything. It's all the other people, the environment, the situation, the blah, 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 um, that's directing my life. And if I fail or if I win, it's all because of this external stuff. An internal locus of control is I have control over everything. You know, you don't have control over everything, but saying that um, it's the inside that counts and the economy may go down. This person may screw me. Uh, I might get a competitor, but I still have some control over this and can create my own destiny. And so obviously an internal locus of control makes for happier, more successful people People with an external locus of control tend to be that, why me? I can never get ahead because the circumstances are never right. Of course, I start a business and the economy tanks. Oh. Those types oh of gosh. people. Oh, well, I'm glad that you brought this up because I think as we go through the kind of bullet points here, the locus... Of control. Locus of... Like the bug. Locus. Not locust. Locust. But... Sounds sound similar. Sounds similar. <laughs> locust right? without the T. Locust without the T. Yeah. Lord knows I'll mess it up here in, in 10 minutes. I'll probably call it the beetle of control. Who knows? Who knows where we're going to we go We can call it whatever you, we can name whatever we want. So I like that because, and, and people deal with both, right? It, right. You usually don't have 100% one or the other, sure. but you usually err on the side of one or the other. And where, where do salespeople tend to err? Depends on the salesperson. So it's, it, it's the personality. It's yes. the person, yes. not... The business. Right. Okay. Right. Well, gosh, and I, 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 we're just jumping way ahead here, but that's fine. I do feel there's a piece. Let me rephrase that. It blows my mind how I will see two of the exact same professions join a networking group. Mm -hmm. And one strives and the other one fails. Yep. And they will say, well, the group didn't really help me. I'm like, but, but, you know, mm -hmm. that, over there it worked, but here it didn't. So I wouldn't blame the group. And that's the uh, internal versus external, right? Right. Okay. All right. So that's, we're going to use that. Locus of. Uh, okay. The termite of control. <laughs> the cockroach of control. <laughs> the dung beetle of control. Oh, even better. Okay. So I'm, I, I've got a couple different fill in the blanks to this, and yep. I want to kind of tear them apart. And, and that's where you come in because I want your, yep. your psychology. You in do. This. I do. So my business would not be where it is today without, and, and I almost want to say fail because I feel we've been hearing more of my business failed or didn't fail. In the last few years, right? That's sure. it's, it's a it's a lot black of failing businesses. Uh, so my business would have failed if it wasn't for my networking group. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know we touched on this a little bit. So when I hear that, 
what hurts me is, and like you said, it's it's them being humble, but to me, it's putting themselves down. Absolutely. And they're saying, if I didn't have this piece, then then I wouldn't have, well, that's not true. Because you chose to visit, you chose to join, and you chose to use the tools that were handed to mm-hmm. you. So I feel more it's they did a lot more than than the group. Now, would a few referrals help? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, what if it gets your pipeline going or whatever? But I don't think it, it leads to the business failing or succeeding. Right? right. I think it also can be, here I am pulling out all the negatives. I think it could also be kind of a guilt trip. You know, like saying, if you guys don't keep giving me referrals... My business will fail. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, an average person would not mean to do it, right? Or, right. Or would they? Well, I mean, the average person was that's <laughs> some people, yes, some people know, but um, whether they realize they're doing it or not, it is a little bit of that manipulation. Like, huh. I would have failed without you guys. That means that if you stop giving me <laughs> referrals, what's going to happen? Yes. They're going to fail. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it, And I'm sure it works because number one, it's totally filling the bucket of those people you know there's people in the the groups like look at me i uh well i made gave you this. five of those yeah I, it's gonna make them keep doing it because they're getting the props you know so of course they're going to keep giving referrals um so there is some of that i think manipulation when you say something like that i need you guys yep. and because there are people out there that only want to give to needy people i've got a specific personal person in my mind right now who I'm not going to say because that would be very bad. (laughs) But this person tends to only, they go overboard for the neediest people in their life. But the people who are close to them, who maybe don't display that neediness, they don't give a shit about. Wow. And it's because they get something Hmm. from those needy people. They get the, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have been able to X, Y, Z without Janie. Right. You know, and they put it on social media and they tell other people. So I feel maybe recognizing people for the referrals they have given you. And instead of blank statements saying, oh, my gosh, my bit. No, it would be Angela. You really skyrocketed with this referral you Mm -hmm. gave me. They've given me two more pieces of business. Man, you've really helped. Sure. My business. Yes. Then it's not as needy. It's not as. Right. And of course you should give. Uh, props to the people who are helping you. If somebody give, gave you a great referral, of course you should recognize them, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the group. But not in a way, again, it's that giving to give versus giving to get. Yeah. And when you're saying, hey, thank you so much for this. This really helped me out. That's giving to give. You're giving a compliment. You're thanking. It's genuine. When you're saying, I would have failed without this, that's giving to get. Because that's like, got to keep giving me more. I'm going to. I'm so, going to tank. So what I love and hate about doing this podcast with you is, is how much I learn through this. Because like, I, so do I. I put this topic on yeah. here and never saw it from that side. But it's so true. And maybe that's why it stood out to me, too, because I don't tend to needy people, I guess. Is that bad? I, don't, I want them to help themselves more right. than, you know, hold their hand. Right. But I'll hold it if, if needed. Teach a, teach a person to fish yeah, give rather a, than, rather give than give them. And, yeah. yeah. If you if you want to know that full, yeah. Say, if, you, if you'd rather, <laughs> rather not just hear tidbits, because we're just going to tear it apart. Okay, the next one. My business would have failed if I didn't have the leadership that I have today. So you're saying that a business person would say this about their management team? Correct. Okay. Yep, correct. Which I I, I like that because that's a, a humble leadership. You know, saying it wasn't just me; it was our team. Right. 
but I know we're trying to pull out the why you shouldn't say things like that. But I mean, I like that a lot, but I think um, a leader, hopefully they know that if they have created a team like this and retained a team like this and motivated a team like this, they had a lot to do with it. Yes. But I love the humbleness of not saying it. I like, you know, being a leader, being a, a business owner, I think we do, hopefully we do a good job of that here at Pixel Fire. We're always crediting the team because absolutely we've had bad teams before, or mm-hmm. not full bad teams. Been but on bad teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, you can have, that makes a huge difference. But I'd like to say that we have learned as leaders how to put the right team in place, how to motivate them. And, but taking credit for that just kind of in your head. I think is better than, well, we have a great team, but I was the one, <laughs> right. you know, who put this team together. So, so I, I see two sides of this. I want to touch on the we first. I have used the we concept in business to consumer even. You know, we did this. We're mm-hmm. working on this. Um, look what we did. And I feel I get a better response from the consumer. Absolutely. Because now they feel involved. Not, And I think a lot of salespeople do this. It's I. Well, I got these papers for you. I got this done for you. I Absolutely. Got you. And so I really like to use the word we in, in almost everything I do now. But when it comes to a good leader, I call it the men in black concept. Okay. And if you know the movie Men in Black, they save the world from aliens every single day, but they wipe our minds and they clean it up so we don't even know. Right. And Will Smith goes through his, his sadness of, oh man, I'm saving the world and no one even cares. If I have done a good job with the team, I hear them say, look what we did. Look mm-hmm. where we got ourselves. Even if I had a huge part into it, then I know I did my part correctly as a leader because they're taking the ownership. So it's not my business would have failed without this leadership. It's my business succeeded because of the leadership that is under me. Absolutely. And you're including yourself in that too without yes. necessarily saying it. But you know, again, this that it's that internal locus of control, not, well, it's just a crapshoot whether I get a good team or not. Right? You know, it's... You created this. Yeah. And, and culture. Uh, okay. I, my business would have failed without the sales training I just completed. Ha, ha, ha. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like convention. The convention I just went to motivated me so much that here I am. Now, once again, this is, this is kind of a personal thing, right? Like, I took the knowledge and the tools and I used them. And I believe that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I believe a good sales training can get you so far. But I also feel you can't, once again, say... This one sales trick I learned really turned things around. No, no. Everything is such a compilation of everything. Yes. You know, you can't, life is not lived inside a vacuum. You know, it's not black and white. Um, if you live in the gray area, so my, my husband and I talk about this all the time because we're very gray area types of people. We're always kind of like, yeah, I could see this side. Yeah, I could see that. And on one side, it's a it's a very tough way to live. You can see why people live in the black and the white because it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. I'm a Republican, so I do X, Y, Z. I'm a Catholic, so I do X, Y. You don't have to make decisions. You don't have to think as much. You have the template and you follow it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So being in that gray area, um, I think, I mean, it's the only way I can, it's the only way I think. Mm. It's how I think. Um, but it's tough. It's, it's a tough way to be, but so all of the, these things we're talking about are very black and white. Uh, sure. You know, what, if I had not done X, Y would not have happened. And there we are. 
And I don't see a lot of salespeople necessarily being the black and white type. To me, that's more the processing side, the paperwork side. Mm -hmm. uh, and I only know this because I'm horrible at the processing side of the paperwork mm -hmm. side. But I'm really good on the sales side. And it's the gray area that allows you to think more on the needs of who you're selling to versus, mm -hmm. well, gosh, you didn't you didn't choose this color and this design, so I don't know what to right. do. Like you need to be more versatile. And, right. and just one sales training can't do that. It's not going to do it. Nope. It's not going to do that. And I think too, uh, the sales training and the leadership plays big into the culture. And you mentioned the culture here at Pixel Fire. Uh, I've actually had people reach out to me and say, hey, got a couple bids, but I know you were at Pixel Fire for a while. What do you think? And the thing that I back them up on is anybody... Anybody educated can do the process. To mm -hmm. tell you the truth, you could do the process right. if you wanted to. But the culture that I saw and experienced with Pixel Fire is that you're going to get a supportive culture behind it. You're going to call in and get the answer you want instead of calling in and having to talk to this person and then the, mm -hmm. this person and that person and that person. And even if they can't answer the question here, they'll get you to who you need to go to. But it's always, I sell the culture behind the business, yeah. not, not just what the business is doing. Uh, the next one. Right, mm -hmm. right. This is, I, I wanted to put this in just for you, and and even the the one after it. Uh, my business would have failed if I didn't have the marketing mm -hmm. that I did this year. You know, when people say that, if we ever hear that from a potential client, we don't want to work with them. Yes, because it's all on you again, right? Yes, yep. because they're invariably they are the ones who think that if they put a good marketing plan in place, they don't have to do anything. And the, the leads are going to come pouring in. The sales are going to come pouring in. So we we have seen that before where we're doing it and they're like, well, I don't understand. I, my sales didn't go up. And we go and we look to their numbers and we say, your calls went up. Your emails went up. It's not our fault you didn't convert on them. Right. That's, Conversion. Yeah. Conversion. That's on your side of it. Yes, marketing matters. Like, obviously, obviously. I own a marketing company. Marketing <laughs> matters. But if you don't have the team in place to handle those calls, if you don't back it up, or if you're um, going against your brand, you know, so we're, we're branding you as a high-end luxury company, and then you're doing some other marketing option where you're offering half-price discounts, or you're doing something, you know, that's taking away from the brand we've created, your mar that can hurt you. Mm -hmm. That's marketing that can hurt you. So, yeah, if you've got your brand straight, if you've got the team in place that's going to take care of those people, and when we generate the calls, if you do good work, uh, all of that does play into that. And a marketing will succeed. A marketing plan will succeed if you've got all those other pieces in place. When learning digital marketing, it, it surprised me a little how many focused on who are taking the calls that we're bringing in. Mm -hmm. Because if you have Sally that sucks at closing, don't give her these calls that we're going to get you. Right. We need Tim who can close everything. Those I thought those were pretty good names Tim there and, on the fly. Tim there. and Sally. It Tim sounds kind of like a Dr. Seuss book. Isn't uh, it? Sally Hugh hey. is a character I do a lot with, with my kids. Sally <laughs> uh, Hugh likes to say a lot of S words. <laughs> And of course, yes. Oh, kids. your kids are very lucky. Oh, uh, okay. Next one. And, and the only reason I put this on, and, and you read I, at least one book a year, right? You know, if in, on a good year. On a good year. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. don't laugh because sure. that is a good year for me to be very clear. <laughs> but, but I have heard people say, oh my gosh, I read this mm -hmm. book and it changed everything. Um, some of them just off the top of my head, I, I've, I've said this quote and it was um, the 10X 
by Grant Cardone. Um, what was that? Book Yourself Solid. I don't know who the author is, Didn't but I uh, met a chiropractor and she, it just changed your life, right? Like I wouldn't be as busy if I was, if it wasn't for this book. Okay. So you, obviously mm-hmm. you read more than one book a year. You read many books and, and you learn a lot from them. Have you ever had that feeling of this one book really has changed everything? Now this, this is tough because I have absolutely said in the past, this book changed my life. And it did. And, but I've said that about many books and what these books have done, they have not changed my life. They have changed my perspective and that has changed my life in different ways because one book is not going to change your entire life because I mean, what book out there? And I mean, you're Catholic, so maybe you would say the Bible. That's fine. We're not going to go there. But uh, most books, like when I read a book that I say changes my life, it's in one certain area. Right. And usually it's piggybacking on a different book I read or a different something. But if something will just, sometimes there's that little light that goes on or that little shift that happens that does. It can, honestly, if you're that type of person, and I am, uh, it can honestly change the way you think. And that changes the way you act. That changes the way you build relationships everything. But number one, a lot of people will read a book like that and it'll change everything. And then it'll kind of fade and, you know, six months come along and they're doing everything the way they did it before, because it's, I mean, it's hard to change the way you think. So um, so again, a book may have the, um, potential to change your perspective and therefore change your life, but you've got to be the type of person who number one can integrate that. Because if you already think one way and you read something that is going to completely shift the way you think. It takes a pretty special person to let that in and let it change the way you look at life. And so that's on you. That that means you are that special type of person that let this change you. Again, internal locus of control. It's not that one day I was bumbling along, not wanting to change anything, and this book showed up, and oh my God, now I'm a different person. That doesn't happen. No. It just doesn't. No. Otherwise, parenting books, we could only have three, and it would just make everyone a perfect parent. Right. Uh, that's what I do love. There are a bajillion parenting books and everything's a little different. Yep. And what I, I also learned because I Googled one is there are love and hate to almost every book too in the parenting world. Like people totally uh-huh. believe in it. Oh, yeah. People are so against it. And this kind of goes back to gray area too, because for a while I would read a book and in the beginning I'd be like, oh my God, this is life. Cha-. And then I get to I'd be like, oh, but I don't like this, mm. but that doesn't quite fit. And so I throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> If you know, we're, a lot of yeah. sayings going on today where it was, well, this it goes against everything. So I'm not going to take the first part that was life changing. Oh. I'm tossing all of it. And now it's like every book I feel like I can get something out of. I mean, not every book. There's some uh, some bad ones. Right. But I pick up a tip here. A t- so I just read um, a very good. It's called How to Fix Your Marriage Without Talking About It, which is a horrible, horrible title because number one, it makes it seem like your marriage is broken, which mine is not. Got a great marriage. And number two, it just seems like kind of that I'm going to do all this sneaky shit behind his back and we don't even have to talk about it. And that's not at all what it's about. It's a deeply psychological book about the difference between men and women. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that was one of those where I was starting to, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then it got to the end and it was like, what you need to do is have six 30 second hugs per day or your marriage is going to fail. Basically. I was like, what? It was one of those. I was like, stare in the eyes for 10 seconds. I was like, that seems number one, really excessive. And number two, kind of manipulate. And it made me feel like a failure. I was like, 
We don't even hug every day. My marriage is gonna fail. I can see. I, I, I would. I wouldn't tell Liz that that's what I'm doing, and just like try to hug her. For I know like, they'd be like, like "What creepy away. shit are you doing?" But I was able at this point to say, "Okay, I'm not gonna do that. That doesn't seem authentic to me." Todd would think that was weird, but that doesn't mean I have to toss out these other life changing concepts that occurred. You know, that's their advice. It's great. I think it's stupid. But that's okay. Other people might be great for them. Um, right. But I can still use these other concepts in the book. And it did. It's life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. So I really feel uh, we, we nailed this topic because the whole point of this is you can have these monumental moments, these experiences, these people, these books. Mm-hmm. You can have all these things. But as you pointed out in in the book category specifically, it's how you use them and it's what you do with it. Yes. It's why the same businesses can join the same organizations. One fails and one succeeds. Yes. It's why you read a book and and you get nothing out of it or you've now changed your life. It's when you make the choice to actually start leading your team and dealing with the negative, the pushback, the people that don't want to change. And honestly, I've never, well, I guess at, at Starbucks, I've hired and fired people, but Sometimes you got to let people go. Absolutely. And especially in the small business world. Oh, well, we'll bring up Sally again. She's been here since the beginning and she's really trying. Well, guess what? She's your worst closer. She's one of the worst salespeople mm-hmm. I've ever met. You're you're holding yourself back. And you are and you might be holding Sally back too because maybe she's meant for a different career. Maybe your environment is making her thrive. Even if she's, I'm going to lose my blah, blah, blah. You, you are holding her back too by keeping her there. Mm-hmm. You're not doing her any favors? No. So that's why when you have the moment that you said, my business would have failed unless. Really look at what you're saying and what drove. Yes, you have the the flashing object, right? The group I joined. But really dig in and look at what you did personally and the changes that you made and the work and effort that you put in. Because I think then the the locus, the internal, external, you might kind of get yourself into where you need to be Versus where you are. Yes. And so that was really what I wanted to tackle today because realize your business didn't fail because of you, not because of the thing, that one thing mm-hmm. that you chose to do. Correct. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Everybody, we love it. If you would subscribe, oh, I want to say subscribe to the end. Share, like, leave us a comment, give us feedback. We will read those. I promise we'll even touch on them. Uh, we'll not. We'll address them on the air here, but of course, the subscribe. Just click that subscribe button right now. Just it, we'll give you a second. Okay, you could have done it. We hope you did it. Okay, but now you really had time to do it. Yep. Okay, if you're driving, don't do it. Next time. But yeah, subscribe to every time that we drop these weekly. You get them new into your inbox. So with that, we look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. <laughs>